All right, the rocking horse winner by D.H. Lawrence. Okay, I don't even know if that can pick us up. I really don't care. Well, where do we start Just at the beginning? Um, there's a beautiful woman, but it talks about what it focuses on is how she was unlucky. I thought that that was interesting. Yeah. I was wondering where that, was, weird where that, that was going. It talks about how lovely she is and her children are, and that she married for love, except she has no happiness and can't find love in her life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she's not rich anymore. Yeah. Her happiness comes from her wealth. Yeah, she says she feels no love for anybody, not even her children. I thought that was interesting. She's like, dang. Okay. Well... Yeah, it talks about, let's see. It talks about how like both the, the mother and the father grew up in like rich households, but now that they're married together, they don't have as much money and it's... Yeah, it says they... Sort of like, that's like sort of where the whole problem of the story comes from, is that they like have these insane lifestyles, but they can't keep it up with the Yeah, it money. says they both have a small income. And, uh, but it's not enough and their income is not enough to keep up with their social position, yeah. which they like. Uh, yeah, so I thought it was interesting because it's like throughout almost the entirety of this story, one thing that gets repeated a lot is there must be more money, there must be more money. And yet they know that they don't have enough money and they keep doing these stupid things, which makes them need more money even when they get more money. I thought that was kind of stupid of them. I guess they just have expensive taste from yeah. being rich as children. Yeah. And at one point later, it talks about how the the wife's family had like a history of gambling. Mm -hmm. So that's probably part of it. Yeah. If you grow up with a family that's terrible with money, you're probably not going to be great with money either. And his yeah. uncle in one spot was like shot down his idea of gambling on the horses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so then... Christmas comes and the rocking horse is there and that plays a big part in it and then they uh, start hearing a voice they would say there must be more money there must be more money again but they didn't and they it's weird because I thought that that voice would come from the rocking horse but I think they yeah. say that it comes from the house which is I don't know the that. whispering from the movement of the rocking horse yeah there's, yeah, it says sometimes it says it's the rocking horse, and then other times it's like it's just the house. It's just like everything that they have is like like all their materialistic items that they value are just asking for more money so they can get more. And then. Yeah, and that's the part where he talks a lot about luck. Yeah, he's then, talking to his mom about like how. It, it sort of seems like she kind of blames her spouse because he says your father has no luck and that's the reason why they're poor. Yeah. It's yes. Like, Sorry. It's like because she grew up um, rich and so she believes that wealth comes from luck, not like working for it. Yeah, because that's exactly what she tells him. Because he asks, why don't we have a car? It's because, and what she really says, she says we're a poor family, but she more implies it's because we have no luck. 
instead of like yeah. we have no money because we're not lucky because she then she later says if you're lucky you have money but it's and it's better to be born lucky than rich because if you're rich you, you may lose your money i thought that was interesting kind of you could kind of see that set up the storyline a little bit better and then paul the son later he starts talking about he's like well i'm lucky mom and i thought that was kind of weird because yeah. he's like god must like me because i'm gonna be lucky and i was just like okay where's that going and then she like didn't even believe him and he was like he had a he was determined to prove that he was lucky and I was just like, okay, where's that going to go? Yeah, I feel like his mom drilled it into him that life is only about making more money and becoming affluent. Yeah. Let's see. Then pretty much after that, that's when he starts sitting on the rocking horse and riding it madly. And that was like kind of scaring his sisters and his mom and the servants and they thought it was just kind of weird. Yes, that's he all says, is becoming delusional. Yeah. He says, take me to where there is luck. Yeah. Of course. So he'd have his mad little journeys. And, uh, yeah. Let's see. And then he would hit the horse on the neck with the little whip he got his uncle. And that's where his uncle Oscar gets introduced. Let's see. Yeah, and then his uncle says, hello, you young jockey, riding a winner. And that, uh, well, that helps the title come into place. A little bit of foreshadowing. Because, yeah. Um, he calls his horse whatever the winner is. Like down mm -hmm. here it says he was called San Savino last week. And his uncle talks about how uh, that horse won the race. Yeah. He said he doesn't have a name. He has, diff well, he has different names. Yeah. So it's like he's always riding one. And then it introduces Bassett, the young gardener, who we then find out is kind of teaching him about real horse racing. And that sets up a lot. And that's who he's been like gambling with. Yeah. Because I think at this point he's like already been gambling. Yeah. But then. Oscar hasn't been like introduced yet and isn't helping him. Yet. Yeah, Oscar didn't know, and then he finds out that Bassett is helping Paul gamble. He doesn't believe him though. No, <laughs> kind of makes fun of him. And so then Oscar wants to take him to one of the horse races, and he's like, "Who should I put money on?" And the uncle doesn't really trust it, and he puts more money on a different horse, but he still puts a little bit of money on the horse, and then he wins. Mm -hmm. And that's when he gets like. Intri he gets more intrigued by Paul and what he's in his uh his gambling and so then he's like uh yeah me and Bassett we're partners we bet together and yeah he lent me my first five shillings which I lost but I promised to get it back and so then that's when he tries to like uh get his uncle to join them in the betting I thought it was funny that the uncle's horse, that his pick, came in last. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and it talks about, like, how much money he has, like, 300, mm -hmm. 300 pounds. I mean, it doesn't say how old he is, but, like, 
I think he's like. I'm assuming like, he's got to be pretty young. I thought he was or seven or something. Rocking. I thought he was like ten, but that might be from the other story. I mean, either way, he's, he's definitely like, he's definitely young. Way he's not school yet. Than yeah. Yeah, because he's talking about how he said like a tutor later on. Mm-hmm. He's got to get to go to school. The, the uncle says, what, pennies? Yeah. He said 150. And the uncle thought he was talking about pennies. So, yeah, then the daffodil wins, and he ends up getting 1,500. He says he, he thinks that he has 1,500 now. And so now I think that the uncle's, like, really become intrigued and is, like, realizing what Paul can do. And so he really wants to get on, in on the betting with Bassett. Yeah, and then that's what they t- end up talking about is they're like, we're all right when we're sure. And he's like, it's not, we're not, when we're not sure, that's when we go down. Yeah. But he doesn't know. Like, yeah. Sure. He not doesn't sure. ever, they don't, at this point, explain when Paul is sure. And we find that out later. Oh, yeah, and there's always this part where you, thing they repeat a lot is like the part where he talks about being partners with him but he's always like it's got to be between you and me mm-hmm. i thought that was interesting because i mean that was just repeated a lot i don't know if it's important but yeah like he doesn't want his mother to know yeah because yeah. that's pretty much what it goes into next is he wants to win the money for his mom so they can have more money and it's not like it's Paul really wants the money for himself. He just wants to end up giving it to his mom. I think part of it's also like he wants like, or later it talks about how he like, he wants the voices to stop. Mm-hmm. Or like the voice of the, that's like, we always need more money. Yeah, soon after he says, our house, I hate our house for whispering. And he says, what is it whisper? And But he doesn't really say it, but it's just like, we need more money, we need more money. And then even after the, and that's after they're winning like big bets, and he's it still keeps saying that. The voices, it's kind of weird. I don't yeah, know, I, I kind of thought it was like the idea that every time they buy all these expensive things, they just feel like they need more money. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what the word for that would be. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, I know what you mean. It's just, it's just, I don't even, I think that the voice is kind of just in their heads at this point. It's like, no matter what they do, it's not good enough. They just need more and more. There's no, like, stopping point. And that's even tougher because they sell, they say that they're, like, poor. But they try to ignore it and just keep moving on with a lavish lifestyle. And then, yeah, he's like, he doesn't want to tell his mom because she'd stop him. Because of the gambling in her family but they continue behind her back. And this is the part where he like gives his mom the 5,000 pounds. Yeah, yeah, for her birthday. And then instead of getting it like over a period of time, she asks for it all at once. Yeah, it was something kind of like weird. It's kind of interesting because she said she owes a lot of people money. Mm-hmm. So you know that they're in debt because they try to live such a you know, lavish lifestyle. Yeah, so then it's like, she kind of, I thought she was kind of like reluctant to accept the money. But they ended up giving it more, like, all to her and just instead of uh, spreading it out. And then she kind of gets excited because she starts, she figures out she's good at drawing dresses. But she then, like, ends up not making as much as one of her friends. And that makes her even more mad because now she has a chance to make a lot more money. But 
she's still just making a smaller amount. Sort of makes me think how much money they or uh, Paul's mother came from because this takes place in like the 20s, right before the Depression. So a couple hundred pounds is a lot of money then. Mm -hmm. Okay. What did he end with? Like 80 grand? Yeah. Yeah. It's probably like 800,000 or something. Let's see. see yeah. Oh, yeah. And the end of here, it's like after he gave her all the money, he's talking about how the voices are like just getting worse. Yeah. Even though, like, at this point, they have more money. Yeah, he says the voices in the house suddenly went mad like hundreds of frogs on a spring evening. And, like, how all the new furnishings, so that's implying that they bought new furniture with the new money that they got. Instead of, like, trying to pay off debts or anything, they just keep buying new things yeah. instead of doing anything useful with it. And it, again, it repeats, there must be more money, there must be more money. More than ever now, it says. And it says that it scares Paul. What's it, a quote that I think the uncle says, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. What does that mean? I have no I'm not, I think he was referencing, um, like, the 5,000 pounds that she wanted all at once. Uh, like, money's worth more if it's saved. So then, like, after the house starts going crazy again, though, you see that he loses, like, two bets in a row. And not a lot of money, but a pretty decent amount of money. And so then, like, Oscar and Bassett are kind of trying to tell him to hold off. But he says he's got to know for the derby. And then his mother ends up doing the same thing, and she's like, you need to take a break. You need to not worry about the horses so much. You should go on a vacation. But he's, like, really set on a getting the bet right and wanting to do it and he like tries to persuade his mom to let him even still and you can see like how much it affects his mental health mm -hmm. at this part his mom's getting worried because he's kind of like um yeah there's one part it says i've got to know for the derby i've got to know for the derby the child said again his big blue eyes shining with a sort of madness mm -hmm. so it's like all that madness that he's heard is like getting into him now yeah I'm not sure if it's important, but several times it said his eyes were set too close together. It talked a lot about his eyes being blue. Mm -hmm. And just like, it'd like to, dis it, that's like the one, it always talked about eyes whenever it described him. So I think that was kind of something that the author did that like didn't really stand out a lot, but it was kind of important. It was like his eyes kind of represented like his goal and his focus a little bit. So then it goes, it pretty much, the next part is like the derby's coming up and uh, I think she was out or something, the mother was out or something and now she comes home and she's like, where's Master Paul? And she's like, he's in his bedroom. And then that's when she finds him riding the horse like madly in his room and she's like really scared. Yeah, it's also, it's also at one o'clock in the morning, <laughs> which is just, that, that's a weird time to be Right yeah, and they're, they've been saying for like a while now. I'm assuming he's gotten a decent, like a maybe a year older or something, because it's like, aren't you too big for that by now? Yeah. But he just refuses. And so yeah, she walks in on him riding the horse. And uh, yeah. He starts screaming, it's Malabar, it's Malabar. And like, she doesn't really understand what's going on. And then he falls to the ground. 
and he was unconscious with some brain sickness. And then he dies. Yes, sir. Pretty much. But he got the bet right. Mm -hmm. It was wrong. Yeah, so, like, it sounds kind of like Oscar and Bassett were, like, reluctant to place the bet, but they did anyway. Yeah. And so then later they come in on, like, the third day of his illness, I think, and they, like, tell him that he won, like, the 84000 or whatever. And then, uh... Pretty much, it's pretty much it, but the boy yeah. died in the night. I think like the main idea behind it is that like they get money and then they keep wanting more money. It's yeah. I looked. I kind of looked up the theme. Not gonna lie, but it was like, it was like something you can tell. It's greed. It was just, yeah. Like, that's what I thought. There was like it's a double like, meaning. Yeah. In it that money and greed is bad. It was like it the way. You. Yeah. It was like the way he grew up. He's like. I need to be lucky. We need more money. And it was not really his thoughts, but it's just his parents, mainly his mom's, it seemed like. Yeah, she teaches them really unhealthy financial practices. Yeah. yeah. Like the father isn't around a lot because they don't talk about it much in the yeah. story. And then it's kind of like, it's as greedy as he was, it was like an unselfish greed too because he it wasn't really for him, it was for his mom. Yeah. Mainly, it seemed like. I think that was pretty solid. I pray to God that that recorded. All right.